God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I'm joined by Leonor Cravota. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. So we are... The battle lines have been drawn. That's the, the main deal here with regard to the Supreme Court. And Gateway Pundit put up something uh, today. They said, uh, breaking, now the Democrat attorneys general align with Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia. Interestingly, though, Pennsylvania's attorneys, uh, no, it wasn't a Pennsylvania's attorney general. It was Pennsylvania's legislature mm-hmm. uh, stood up against uh, the, uh, their own and stood up against Pennsylvania. Well, that's the whole um, point. I mean, and that's the argument that's being made is you need checks and balances. Right. So you, the legislature needs to be doing doing the work, and, and they need to have the autonomy. So that's where the problem is. Well, the Texas case against Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia has exploded. Now nearly the entire country is picking sides. The whole country knows now that the state of Texas sued Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin on Monday night in the Supreme Court challenging their unlawful election procedures. Texas argued these four states violated the U.S. Constitution because they made changes to voting rules and procedures through the courts or through executive actions, but these states did not make the changes through the state legislature as spelled out in the Constitution. That's what the problem is, and that and that's where you come up with the issue of that you don't have the checks and balances between the different branches. And then you also, as we've said well, it for the last few days on the show, then you have all the varieties in the process yeah. throughout each state. But this is definitely um, uh, what you would call an equal protection. Right. Uh, the uh, equal protection, yeah. E- e- 14th Amendment. Exactly. And that's what's at stake here. That's what makes this a constitutional crisis. That's what makes this. But, you know, the, the other part is these uh, Supreme Courts and these district courts and these circuit courts are not doing the right thing with respect to fraud. There's fraud being reported, and it's almost like um, you know what we've seen throughout the Trump era. 
right? right? And what we've seen, you know, where with the Obama era, for that matter, uh, when Obama can sit there on an interview over the Super Bowl with Bill O'Reilly about a decade ago, um, and and sit there with a straight face and say not a smidgen of corruption. When you know there was the IRS, Benghazi, there was all kinds of stuff that was going on uh, with with uh, Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. You know, you could just go, you know, keep on going with corrupt one thing, corrupt thing after another. You know, and they they just got away with it. You know, the the press let them get away with it, and now all of, all of a sudden, you know, it's become real obvious that the media is. All out uh, with um, because Hunter Biden had to admit, you know, he had to admit he was asked, "Are you under federal investigation?" Yes, I'm under federal investigation. So, everything that people have been saying about Hunter uh, turned out to be true, right? And And the mainstream media is not covering it. And President Trump just tweeted out, "You know, it turns out that the perfect call I made with Ukraine." Was was more right? It was even more perfect than I first realized, because now it's come out that there's proof that to the truth, you know, that everything that um, Q had been saying, everything that the conservatives have been saying, everything that we, you know, we on the right have been saying all along, has proven to be true, and it's uh, no wonder why it is that mainstream legacy media has has uh, taken a, a real hit in the wake of this latest scandal, which is the corruption and the coup that's going on as we speak. President Trump tweeted out, there's a coup happening right before our eyes. Yeah. Just open your eyes and look, we have a coup, folks. And the people that are perpetrating this coup are pulling the wool over your eyes. And that's the sad news. So there's 18 states that are supporting Trump. Right. 18 states 18, are supporting... Uh, 18 states that are part of that lawsuit that have joined right. as an amicus curiae. Right. So, no, and 106 U.S. House Republicans have signed a brief backing Texas in, the case, in this case. And why that's important is because we don't know whether the SCOTUS is going to take this case. We don't even know what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. Are they going to hear this case? I believe if they hear the case, uh, the the case will be made by um, uh, T- Ted Cruz, Senator yeah. Ted Cruz, who, as we've said before, has argued nine cases before the Supreme Court. Yeah, that's so it's going to be very interesting to watch him. And you know, again, when you see him in Congress and the way he presents himself, uh, he's going to pr- create a very compelling argument. Right. And uh, Gateway Pundit says 106 House Republicans, but there should be over 200. That, that should be signing in on that. You know, where are they, right? And then this afternoon, the Pez- uh, which was yesterday, Pennsylvania House joined the case. All right, so the Pennsylvania House joined this case, and that's kind of a powerful deal right there. Now, blue states and a couple of territories have gotten involved and have joined Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, and Wisconsin. They are, they are fine with massive corruption uh, as long as they gain power, Right. So it says here, even the Democrat attorney general 
from North Carolina, where Trump won the election, was joined with the fellow Democrat attorneys generals. And this guy named Josh Steins is breaking. Today, I joined 22 other attorneys generals in filing a brief with the Chinese, with the Chinese, with the United States Supreme Court opposing Texas radical anti-democratic lawsuit. This suit seeks to overturn the will of the people by throwing out the votes of tens of millions of Americans. So that's their position, is basically throwing out. Well, I say it's just the opposite. If there's fraud and we can prove it, then um, then then every time that there was a fraudulent vote, it denied a person's real mm-hmm. vote, right? Yeah. A one illegal vote neutralizes or balances out one legal vote. Right. One illegal you know, neutralizes one legal, right? And so every time somebody takes a dollar out of uh, your pocket, you know, it's it's a dollar for them, it's a dollar for them and a dollar less for you. You know, it's ones and zeros, folks. And and the idea is is that how they can look at it any other way, then you know, if you if if you feel like there's no fraud, if you feel like, oh, that's just a myth, give us our day in court. What are you afraid of? And that's the that's the question. Why is it that they reject your um, your allegation, but they don't want to give you a day in court for you to prove your allegation. If, that's you're no, the, if that's you know the you're correct, then you shouldn't be afraid to yeah, be challenged. Yeah, what, what do you have to lose? Yeah. If there's no uh, corruption, then what do you have to lose? I would say the same thing to Georgia. Let's have a forensic audit. Let's look at the signature verification. You know, there, there's got to be a signature verification. You know, um... We were with family uh, last week, and you had just gotten your new passport. Yes, I was so excited. And somebody in your family said, you got to sign your passport. It was my brother. My brother who said it. I was just so excited. Now, the reason why I was so excited was because it took 12 full weeks for me to get my passport (laughs) which is uh, you know and that's all because of COVID because at the time I submitted it there were no expedited uh, processing situations so I said you mean you mean they're verifying signatures over there at at the (laughs) state (laughs) (laughs) you know like oh you need to sign your passport oh yeah guess what you need to sign your vote too yeah you know what I mean? It's like it's pretty simple. You know, there's a, you know, it's it's interesting. We have to sign for so many things yeah. now with all this contact tracing. We have to sign anytime we go into a place. Why don't we need to sign our vote? Well, well they're now starting to talk about video surveillance uh, with respect to the mail drops that are being set up all over Georgia uh, for the runoff election. And folks, go out and vote if you're in Georgia and you're a Georgia voter. Go out and vote. Don't listen to Lynn Wood uh, and his advice there. Um, look. A lot of love for Linwood. I don't know what he was talking about there. I know he's a registered Democrat. I know he donated to the Obama administration. I kind of like what he did for Nick Salmon and what he did for um, Richard Jewell uh, with the Atlantic bombing. And he's a Georgia lawyer, a good old boy. And, uh, you know, for the most part, I believe he does the right thing. I think that was terrible advice that he gave to people to say, don't be fooled twice and yeah. to not vote. I mean, that... To me, you know, what's going on there? Is that infiltration? And that's the thing you got to worry about because, you know, people aren't playing by the rules these days. They're, they're sneaky. You know, it's, it's another level of chess. People aren't playing checkers anymore. They're all playing chess. And there's a lot of infiltration. 
You know, we've seen it firsthand here at Red State Talk Radio and Scott Adams Show. And, you know, the infiltration is an interesting thing. And it's it's been done for a long time. It's not a new tactic. But I think it's being done more now because there's so much deception. And the reason why there's so much deception is because what's up is down and down is up. And everybody's trying to sell something that they're really not selling. There's more snake oil salesmen. Because people don't There's want to talk. More, there are more snakes in the grass. Well, people don't want to talk about policies and issues and just stick to the basics. And, and the whole nature of being wholesome and straight sh- shooting uh, has kind of gone to the wayside. You know, it's it's no longer. Um, well, you remember, you know, um, in old movies and things, they would use expressions like double talk. You know, when somebody starts talking in a manner that becomes so complicated that you lose sight of what they're saying, and that's when they're trying to, as they used to say, put one over on you. Because if if the language is simple and you you understand what the person means, that's evident that they have nothing to hide. When they start getting into all this verbiage and hyperbole, it's clear they have something to hide. That's why they hate Trump. Yeah. Because Trump is probably the only politician politician I know that uh yeah well he and i always used to say this about giuliani uh when giuliani was mayor yeah and i said you know what i like about giuliani is you ask him a question you get an answer uh you know joe biden was asked a question about hunter yesterday and they just shooed everybody off the stage and said you can't ask this person questions she's above the law you know, and and frankly, I just am so sick and tired of. Yet he's uh, time person of the year. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. He and Camilla Harris, as a unit, are time person of the year. Yeah, time person of the year. My foot, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, Trump is. I I, I tweeted that out, and I said uh, should have should have been real Donald Trump. Yeah. And then how about the Nobel Peace Prize? Some some food bank, some World Food Program got the Peace Prize. They're spending other people's money, folks. Yeah. It's not like they're actually doing anything for anybody. I mean, they're giving food out. Okay, but whose money are they spending? Yeah. You know, they're just basically taking the money, buying the food, and shoveling it out there. And somehow they get a Nobel Peace Prize for that. When you, you got Donald Trump uh, just recently with Morocco, right? Yeah. And, and, and Israel peace. Meanwhile, Israel's benefiting like uh, crazy. Yeah. And Netanyahu wants to congratulate. He could he couldn't congratulate Biden fast enough. Netanyahu, yeah, which uh, I thought was a swine swine like thing to do. It was a slap in the face of Donald Trump, yeah. who has done more for Israel than any president yeah, so in I history. Now, people for years were saying it was George W. Bush who did a lot for Israel, and he certainly did. But Trump one upped him. You know, it's crazy crazy times we're living in. Yes. You know, where people that you think are. You know, there was a day when I thought Mitt Romney was a good candidate. Yeah. And it uh, turned out what I was thinking about Mitt Romney was completely uh, wrong. <laughs> you know, he fooled me. Um, but the Nobel Peace Prize said it should have been real Donald Trump. Uh, instead, they gave it to these uh, people about a food bank. Uh, and the person of the year, time, comes out with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Should have been real Donald Trump. Um, you know, uh I was listening to uh, this clip that was um, in response to the Time Man of the Year or Person of the Year deal. And uh, they were showing this great clip of Joe Biden making all of his mean, mean um, 
challenges to his victims that would actually show up and listen to him speak. He would call a guy fat, challenge a guy to push-ups, you know, and just basically get in people's face and say, don't vote for me. It was a really great medley um, to showcase what an evil uh, son of a gun uh, Joe Biden really is. I mean, he's a scumbag that, you know, no way in the world did he get 82 million votes. Right. And, you know, that's just the thing you got to there's so many anomalies when you look when you when you look at the whole picture, you know, it's fraud. And, you know, I was thinking about the SCOTUS and what they're faced with. Yeah. And this is a moment. This is one of those moments where uh, Potter Stewart, you know, in the case of Furman versus Georgia. Uh, about obscenity. Yeah. It was the case on obscenity. And he says, I don't know if any laws have been broken here, but I know it when I see it. Right. And what I see is obscenity. This is obscene. And so... It's like you don't have an empirical definition of obscenity, but you know it when you see it. Yeah, I know what I see. And what I see is fraud. Now, you know, President Trump said, SCOTUS has an opportunity to save the world and save our country. And he's not kidding. That's plain speak. We were talking about all the BS that comes out of politicians' mouth. But Trump is speaking truth to power there. And what he's saying is, is we really need to fix this. And this is really, um, you know, you talk about threats to our country. Uh, if, if you don't see this as a threat, and if you don't right this wrong, when you have an opportunity to fix this problem, and you're SCOTUS, then God help us. You know, and if you're um, going to be like uh, harassed by the FBI or the DOJ, and yet you're going to watch them sit on their hands when it comes to Anthony Weiner uh, or then uh, that laptop or, you know, Seth Rich and his laptop that we now know that the FBI lied through their teeth about Seth Rich, mm-hmm. right? They completely lied about, through their teeth. They said they had no investigation on Seth Rich. They had no evidence on Seth Rich. Turns out they had everything on Seth Rich. They know so much more. And yet these these things that they have on Hunter with regard to the tax and they're going to basically do a compone 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 job on them uh, with Jimmy brother Jimmy uh, and son Hunter um, Biden. These people are you know are violate you know tax fraud. Tax fraud is just the beginning. That's tax just fraud is the just the beginning. Of that's the just iceberg. The, well, that's just you know those are the millions that they can't put on the books because it's fraudulent. And Bobolinsky got swept under the rug and nobody can talk about Hunter and the websites exposing Hunter smoking crack and cutting cocaine with Malia uh, Obama, you know, while they were shagging naked. Um, Absolutely disturbing stuff, right? That was the October surprise. And they buried it and they banned the URLs that would expose it. And the mainstream media did this. Big tech did this. They were all in on it. It was coordinated effort. Corporations sponsored it. And China influenced Black Lives Matter and Antifa by way of their spy operation that was going on out of Houston. And Brian Kemp, I'll do business with you, GeorgiaBusiness.China. And they did all this, and they bought these damn machines. 
And these machines rigged our election. And, you know, there's an expose in Georgia of the uh, manager for one of the precincts in Fulton County. And she was showing how she could just basically do anything she wants. She, she could uh, fix, the, uh, fix, the, fix the ballot any way that she chose to do it. Uh, if someone filled out a ballot, she can uncheck the marking on the ballot and uncheck it, invalidate that, that mark, and put a mark someplace else. They could put through a blank ballot and check it right on the screen. And, uh, you know, for any ballot that was reviewed, it turns out that in the Georgia election for 2020, normally there would be something like 16,000 or something. There was 80,000. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a way more than enough to sway the election. Yet none of the courts, you know, want to see this case. And they, uh, they ask these stupid questions, right, in the face of reality, in the face of a real wrong a genie leaving the bottle and an unresolvable issue once it's not resolved. Um, you know, it, it can't be put back in the bottle What the damage is done. Is they're basically counting uh, a win for the cheaters, just like that marathon um, analogy I gave, you know, where your opponent runs, cuts, a, shaves a mile off the run and saves six minutes of time. And they win by two minutes. They really lost by four minutes. But they cheated. Should they be rewarded for that? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. And so, you know, you need signature verification. And some guy like Gabriel Sterling sits up there with his pompous face and tries to say that everything was perfect. When there's witness after witness after witness after witness. And guess what? Gabriel Sterling and Raffensperger, you know what they never do? They never uh, do the Q&A. They give a little statement, and then they walk off. They don't take any questions. That's because what they're doing can't hold up under questioning. Well, yesterday, uh, Georgia, they, they gave really great account. Just yesterday, uh, they had a uh, presentation before the Georgia state reps, and Every single time that, that they do these things before the state legislature, uh, every single time they do it, the Republicans on the legislative bench actually say this is worse than I expected and that we need a forensic audit and we need it uh, post-haste. That's what the guy said yesterday. The guy uh, on, from the conservative side spoke up and said after after seven or eight hours – of witness testimony of showcasing how there was a spike in the middle of the night in Michigan, in Wisconsin, and in Georgia, and uh, sort of in Pennsylvania as well. There was that, you know, little F curve that Biden had going. He had it in all four states that are in question today. And if they're given a chance in court to show this evidence, I believe that the judges will be just as persuaded as the state legislatures are. They can't deny it. You cannot dismiss uh, sworn testimony from from oh, th- like a thousand different people telling the same kind of stories. And if we've allowed our uh, election systems to be as rigged and as messed up as they are, then we got to fix it. 
But everybody knows knows it when they see it, like in the case of obscenity. Everybody knows that Potter Stewart moment. Everybody knows. They know it when they see it. And they know it's fraud. Because it doesn't add up. All the down ticket went to the Republicans. Trump's coattails were stronger than ever. 3%. Of the of of uh, of the hundred percent of Republicans that supported Trump, think that he should concede. Ninety seven percent say that he should carry on and fight to the end. Yeah, and that's an overwhelming figure, and it's because everybody across the country is affected by this. We cannot let this stand. No, we cannot. And you know what? The the promising sign is, and you know this firsthand because you go to D.C. almost every day in this in the district. It's still boarded up in a lot of places. Yeah, a lot of places are still boarded up, yeah. And that's because they know, they know that this fight, this this fight is not over. No, it, it, it's definitely not over. And, you know, it's interesting when you look at what's going on in parallel and you look at Biden announcing names of his cabinet, it's all more of the same. It's all the swamp. I mean, Susan Rice, who we've talked a lot about on the show over the years and about how she lied on national television about the Benghazi um Situation. She's now been tapped to be the White House domestic policy advisor. I mean, for that top job. And the thing is, you know, you're looking at all the same people. This well, joining, is this isn't anything new. This is just a repetition of the Obama administration. So remember the truck driver that was uh, uh, a witness, and he signed a sworn affidavit that he um, he he took the uh, ballots from New York to right, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, he's now being harassed. Take a listen to this. Yes, now one of the whistleblowers I referenced, he charges that he drove hundreds of thousands of mail-in ballots across state lines from New York to Pennsylvania. He recently was interviewed by the FBI investigating electoral fraud. Joining us now is Jesse Morgan, and he is. Uh, we're going to talk to him about just how that went. It doesn't sound like it went very well. Jesse, again, we thank you for your courage and for stepping up. Uh, give us, uh, give us uh, what your impressions are of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, uh, the United States uh, Postal Inspectors who also were there, and I guess a couple of agencies you couldn't even identify. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Um, just being bluntly about it, Lou, it's, it was kind of a joke. Um, uh, the whole thing from from the the start to the end. Um, I try trying to tell my story, and especially the the OIG um, guy, his his special agent um, Sturge. They, they that's why he calls himself short. He kind of just really was reaming it to be like just going on me you know and um trying like mix up my words uh and then speedballing through to the next question and i'm like whoa 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 um asking questions that weren't irrelevant or asking questions that um i wouldn't even know uh the very last question he asked was how did i end up on tv and i'm just like are you, are you serious and um so they after the interview was done they went instead of. Was your lawyer there? Say that again. Say well, that. Was again. your lawyer present? My lawyer was on the phone, <clears throat> and um, and we did was the he, interview. Did he try Washington. to? Did he? I, I'm sorry, Jesse. Let me just ask this one question: 
Did he tell the agents to behave a little bit uh, more respectfully? Yeah, he. Whenever they started asking about the TV show, like how did I get on TV? That's whenever he he cut the the meeting. He said, well, "Look, two and a half hours is enough. If you don't have any questions that are pertaining to the case, then uh, let's just move on." Hmm. Well, uh, we're moving on at this point. Uh, did that mean that the FBI also uh, reached out to your family? Yeah, so then the very next day, Lou, this is the craziest thing. Is So I, I say all this stuff, I tell them this stuff, I'm thinking, you know, all right, great, let's start making progress, going to uh, go to Bethpage, go to Harrisburg, go to Lancaster, start finding out what's going on. Instead, they want to start harassing my family. They want to try to figure out how I ended up on TV. Um, I found out today that they that one of the things that they're asking is they think that someone from the Republican Party is paying me. That's that's what they're investigating is someone's ah. paying me for the Republican Party. No one has paid me. Hmm. I have made zero money. Zero. I don't have nothing. I don't have nothing from this. Instead of investigating ballots, they want to investigate if someone from the Republican Party is paying me. And my thing is what I have to say is uh Agent Ford, if you're watching this, is who do you have? Whose pocket are you in? If you're not going to be investigating my thing, if you're going to be investigating this, whose pocket are you in? So come on. Well, man. you know something. I've got a th I've got a theory about that. What is the OIG? What, tell uh, everybody what that means. Of uh, what is it? Of the United States Postal Office. Basically, what they're trying to do is have. The post office send out someone from the post office to investigate their own crimes. Right. Sounds legit There's, to me. The inspector. <laughs> well, I just I have to say and your family, uh, I, I imagine they're every bit as strong as you are. So they're not uh, they're not too traumatized by uh, dealing with a fool like that. Uh, but the reality is that we deserve better. But everywhere we turn. Uh, you talked about who's in whose pocket is he in or she. Uh, here's what we've got as a little problem. When Nancy Pelosi declared the Postal Service as a uh, election central, my mind immediately went, and I'm sure a lot of Americans, to the fact that there are seven postal employee unions uh, that would be handling all of that mail and with all of their support behind the Democratic candidate. Uh, that's hardly an impartial and objective uh, system uh, to work and no one wants to mention it but you're lucky that uh, you know that you have good representation uh, and it's a shame that they would do this to a, a man who's uh, a man a woman whomever uh, who would step up out of the uh, out of his and her desire to make sure that you know things are right it's just it's pitiful. Uh, do you feel intimidated? Uh, what do you feel right now? I feel like they tried. I feel like they tried to intimidate. Um, but I'm not going to back down. I'm not backing down. Um, someone's going to stand up. I'll keep standing up and I'll keep standing up telling you what I saw. Uh, America needs to know the truth. There's fraud. I saw it. Boy, know what I did. You can't boy, tell me what I did. I didn't do because I did do it. So, well, Jesse, thank you for, for 
Thank you for being uh, strong and standing up. Thank you for being you a real know, patriot. What's, what's amazing, too, is these are people that are going out on the line, right? right. Eric Ciarmella, uh kept himself a top secret, you know, yeah. and was lying through his teeth and had worked for Biden, right? And once again, you know, it's uh, people that work for Hillary are blaming Trump for things that they themselves did with Russia, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they're the ones that, uh, in my opinion, that murdered Seth Rich. They're the ones that buried the uh, lead and buried the story. I remember um, uh, the story about Seth Rich uh, looking into um, the Anthony Weiner laptop, John Giacalone, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was pulled from that investigation, and then they buried it. You know, the FBI, uh, hopefully I can say when Trump prevails and gets another four years in office, we need to completely dismantle the FBI and the CIA and redo it. And there's way too much corruption. There's way too much. Everybody needs to be fired and rehired. You know, that's often done in restructuring, right? People in the corporate world, is that true? Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, people will fire and then revet and rehire. Well, what often happens when there's a merger is they go through a process. You may have a current job. You may have to interview again for the job that you have. And, there's, the, I mean, there's all types of processes where there's restructurings happening. It's not as dramatic as you necessarily completely fire everybody, but there are there are, there are a lot of moving around of of part pieces on the chessboard that happens because you have to look at the organization as a whole and what roles are best for the organization. Yes, you think about the roles that are best for the individuals, but the individuals are important in that they are a part of the whole. Right. Let's uh, take a listen to Sidney Powell. By the way, there was a post I I posted up on the uh, social media. Uh, This guy, he's he's, uh, about to walk on stage, right? And he's a government official. And he, he... He's sitting there, and you could see him off the, in the hallway, putting on his mask, right? Yeah. So he he's, has to stop. He has to get his mask. He has to kind of like put his briefcase down, and he's going ahead, and he's putting on his mask. And next thing you know, he walks out onto the stage, stands in front of the podium, and takes his mask off. Yeah. So it wasn't to talk with the mask on. He walked out onto the stage no one around him and he's wearing a mask then he takes it off to speak normal right but what he what 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 you weren't supposed to see was that he had put it on for just for the he took i would say 20 seconds to get his mask on to walk for 3 seconds to the podium and then take it off again you know it's it's basically just uh uh, they're they're playing us for fools, folks. Yeah, yeah. They're playing us for fools, and that's got to stop. Anyway, we're going to listen to. We're back now with Attorney Sydney Powell. She was describing a cyber Pearl Harbor in the 2020 election, focusing on four names. Uh, I would also like to put up this uh, element from. Uh, from your investigation, if we could have that full screen up so that we could all go through that uh, with the audience, uh, because it's important as we look at these four names, uh, we're talking about very large, a very large foreign intrusion and interference in the uh, 
in the election of 2020. Uh, give us, it's, it's outrageous that uh, we have a, an attorney general, Sydney, who has said that he sees no sign of, of, uh, of any uh, significant fraud that would overturn the election. Uh, we had a head of the cyber uh, intelligence unit for the Department of Homeland Security who's suing some people, apparently, uh, for saying that uh, his report basically was was nonsense when he declared it was the most secure election in the country's history. Uh, what are we dealing with here and how can we get to this if we have a, an attorney general uh, who has apparently lost both his nerve uh, and his commitment to his oath of office and to the country. We have an FBI director who seems to be as politically corrupt as anyone who preceded him uh, and a Homeland Security Department that doesn't know what the hell it's talking about and is spending more time playing politics, at least uh, as, it re as it applies to Mr. Krebs, uh, than securing the nation. Your thoughts? I think it's time for a whole new team across the board, Lou. There's no explanation for the way the FBI has treated witnesses, of, I mean, good American citizens who've been brave enough to come forward with direct evidence of things like thousands of yeah. ballots moving from one state to another in the middle of the night to do what is called backfilling into the uh, machines so that they can perpetrate their fraud because President Trump won so many votes, he blew up their algorithm. The American people blew up the algorithm they created before the election to shave votes from Biden and give them to Trump. And we're now seeing direct evidence of that happening in, in multiple counties and multiple states. And we know it happened across the country. You'd have to be a damn fool and abjectly stupid not to see what happened here for anybody who's willing to look at the real evidence. I've uploaded a ton of it on our website at defendingtherepublic.org. And Twitter is even trying to destroy our new website, kraken-wood.com, where we're also trying to get the word out to the American people on what's been happening here and the truth and upload documents. Twitter well, took me, our account down this. the first night. Let me, uh, let me make you an offer very straightforwardly. We will gladly put forward your evidence uh, that supports your claim that this was a cyber Pearl Harbor. Uh, uh, we have tremendous evidence already but we, uh, of fraud in this election. But I will be glad to put forward on this broadcast whatever evidence you have. And we'll be glad to do it immediately. Uh, awesome. We'll work overnight. We will uh, we will take up whatever air uh, we're permitted beyond this broadcast. But we have to get to the bottom of this. And we, the question now is is not about the integrity or the energy of those responsible for securing the, na the national interest uh, for defending this country. It's how in the hell. Do we defend this country and secure the interest of this company without them? That's really the, the two questions. Yes, well, the American people are going to have to insist on paper ballots with real identification. That's going to be one of the well, key things Well, that's going to be great to for stop. the next... I'm, I'm not even... I'm, Sydney, I've got to tell you, I'm not even going to contemplate the next election. <laughs> I'm not even contemplating the January 5th election in Georgia. 
the hell with that. If the people of Georgia are dumb enough after what they have gone through in the November 3rd election to then go toward January 5th and a runoff and think that changing nothing will change the outcome, then the people of Georgia aren't half as smart as I believe them to be. And I believe the patriots in Georgia should stop this nonsense now. It is not something that to be decided about uh, over who do you favor, which party, which uh, candidate. This is now about faith in the electoral system in one specific state that may control the destiny of this country. And by God, it's too important for anyone. And I don't care what party you're in. I don't care whether you're an independent. This is too important to act as if nothing happened on November 3rd and to pretend that there will be a different outcome on January 5th. It's idiotic. The the ridiculous leadership, and I mean the governor and the secretary of state, have got to find, if not the integrity, the, the primal fear of the voters in Georgia to stop what's going on and stop it now. I agree with you completely, Lou. This is the future of the republic, whether we continue to exist as the republic of the United States of America. And every patriotic American needs to stand up right now and make their voices heard that we will not tolerate this. The chips need to fall wherever they fall. We lost gubernatorial seats, I'm sure we lost congressional seats. We lost Senate seats that we should have had. They have been perpetrating a fraud on the United States for the last 10 years, telling us we were turning blue when we were not. We have been clearly going red because the American people love this country, regardless of whether they came from where they came from. American citizens came here for freedom and justice and liberty for all. And you know what else? Uh, Ossoff has an assistant that was uh, hit up by Project Veritas, and they admitted that uh, they were covering up, uh, that their ultimate goal is to pack the courts and the Senate. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, so we can't let this happen, you know. And the thing is, yeah, that's true. If you uh, continue with the same, uh, same system, you're going to get the same results. It's... Uh, it's insane, really, when you well, think about it. That's what Einstein said. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely insane what, what's going on in our country. And I believe, yeah, the 2018 election was stolen, and they got an impeachment out of that mm-hmm. for that reason. And I believe it's the reason why Kirsten Nielsen, Nielsen uh, is, um, was fired, because she was head up, heading up DHS. DHS... I don't know where this Krebs guy came from, but it, the computer systems don't have any chain of custody if they could be hacked from anywhere. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. And they listed a, a list of names um, from foreign countries. By the way, the phone lines are open now. It's, um, it wasn't turned on. But um, 215 Top Talk. That's 215-867-8255 if you'd like to call in and be heard. So, you know, I, I also want to get to some of Donald Trump or President Trump's tweets. And um, he's tweeted up a lot this morning. And one of the things is this. I want to play this clip right here. Well, this one might be too long, actually. Um, well, let's just take a listen. I listened to this woman. This woman and this other guy were testifying in Georgia on Thursday. And it was really good stuff. 
Um, and before we do that, we're going to take Kelly from Nebraska. Kelly, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Good morning. How are you two? Pretty good. Good morning, Kelly. Good. Hey, I've been listening to you guys and um, been listening to Rush and Dan and a whole slew of you guys the last few weeks. And there was a caller into Rush Limbaugh yesterday, and um, she kept asking Rush, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And he said, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. He said nothing. Nothing. Because the people of the United States have become apathetic. And I, I agree with that. Why why would it change? All they like to do is sit around and complain and gripe and moan, and but they don't want to fight for anything. There's a generation of us that are ready to pick up and and fight for for our country but there are so many others that just want to complain about what's going on they don't want to fix anything this deal in georgia right now why are there not thousands upon thousands of people at that capitol building protesting and fighting for this election that's coming up the the democrats worked to steal this in 16 from President Trump. They didn't have enough votes. They practiced again in 18, and they perfected it in 20. And that's the truth. I mean, when when are people going to wake up and say enough is enough? When, when we can't get into the grocery store anymore? When you can't put fuel in your car? When, when we're like uh, Venezuela 100%? When? When are people going to have enough? I, for one, am at a point where I've had enough. Me too. Me three. You know, um, uh, you know check this out, Kelly. I'm going to play this with you uh, on the phone, uh, on the line. This is a short clip. It's Justin Trudeau, okay? Now think about where we're okay. heading because what you just said is so true, and this is where we're heading. It starts with socialism. It ends with dictatorship. Just listen to Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, just to the north. Have y'all ever seen this Trudeau interview? Because it is um, something. It's from about two years ago. And it explains a lot, to be honest. Watch this. Trudeau's meeting last week with a group of Toronto women was an example. Even with Sun TV watching for any slip, he was asked which country he most admired and referred to China. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China. Um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted. Uh, but I find quite interesting. I found it a bit silly for Justin Trudeau to say that uh, what he admired the most was a dictatorship, frankly. I've always been rather fond of democracies. So, so there it is, right? He is basically yeah. s talking about how great dictatorship is and how yeah. it makes things a lot more agile, e and nimble, and quick. Even better than socialism. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh yeah, it's, I, I don't, I don't understand. I, I just am. I've never thought myself 
to be naive, but I just I just look around, and all I can think is, WTF, people, WTF, wake yeah. up, right, wake up, because I mean, you you go back to and, and listen to our founding fathers, um, and I listen to to our political leaders now. Our Second Amendment, you don't need an assault rifle to go out and and shoot a deer. Do you realize that the British government took muskets away from our colonists and those were considered assault weapons at the time? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, come on. It's, it's not for hunting. It is to protect against the tyrannical government. Absolutely. And... Uh, as I have four grandsons and, and a granddaughter, and I truthfully believe that in the next 15 years, if we pull our heads out of the sand, unfortunately, my children are going to be in a civil war. And they'll be on the front lines, but I'll be right there with them. Right. I'm not going to let them do it alone. Well, um, we're fighting every day with, right along with you. Thank you so much, Kel Thanks, uh, Kelly. Thanks, Kelly. For uh, calling in. You guys have a fantastic day and a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right. Take care. And we're going to go ahead and take another caller. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Hello? Yes, hello. What's your name and where are you calling from? Thank you. I'm Debbie Stiles. I'm calling from Lakeland, Florida. Okay. And I, I am a news hound, and I'm just appalled. at There's no consequences for the FBI's behavior. Hasn't been, and now everything is is sort of setting on the uh, Supreme Court, and they have proven that they are in the bag. I, I just don't get what's going on. I don't get it. No, I don't get it either. Um, it's, I'm so scared it's going to go to the Supreme Court and business as usual, under the rug, move along. Nothing. No, what I'm worried about with the Supreme and Court this is outrageous. Is, what I'm worried about with the Supreme Court is them doing what Alito just did uh, this past Tuesday, which was just rejected the case. They're not going to hear the case for one reason or another. Uh, and I think... Um, Where do they get off that doing that? Where in the world can they actually say this is not the most important thing they have ever come on their desk? Where do they get off that saying, <laughs> Thank you. You just, not really, we don't have time? You just put it perfectly. This is probably the most important case that would ever be heard before the Supreme Court. And one of the things I think is really important is the um, everybody steps up with an amicus and uh, an amicus brief or whatever. And all these, you know, 20 or so or 18 to 20 uh, different states are ponying up and endorsing and supporting Texas. Uh, who has a direct uh, line uh, with the Supreme Court. And more congressmen need to step up. And uh, I posted a number on my Twitter uh, where you can actually call and, or no, it was a list of, e it was uh, the Gateway Pundit put out an article and it was a list of emails. And you can go ahead and write your congressman and advocate and advance the ball and push them. And it really does take uh, that kind of effort to get people to do the right thing. And I'm thinking that the SCOTUS is going to be persuaded to hear the case. And if they just open their ears and hear the case, I think that they'll be sold with the merits of the case. Isn't that derelict of duty? I mean, come on. What, is, what does it take to get them off 
the bench if they're derelict in duty about upholding the Constitution. What does it take? Yes. It used to be an act of Congress. Well, that's a joke anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't get it. But God, I love your show, and I just listen to you guys all the time, and I'm just a distressed patriot. Like, I we, still have my Trump signs in the yard. I'm you know sorry, what? I'm not taking it down to us all over. You're not alone, by the way. We're uh, all very distressed. I can tell you that right now. Look, yeah. Well, I'm going to go bake some cookies and have a Merry <laughs> Christmas, and you guys stay safe. All right. Merry take, Christmas. Stay safe. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh, well, okay. We got Idaho Bob calling in three days in a row. <laughs> hey, Bob. Um, so we have 30 seconds. Well, <laughs> now, seriously, seconds. seriously, oh, 30 seconds. Uh, just a quick note. I think you'll find a lot of Georgians are still fighting the Civil War. And the idea that their recounts were done with the same hardware without going back to the paper yeah. ballots. Yeah. Uh, but we hey, got to make a change. We have great faith, but uh, we think we sometimes are wrestling against flesh and blood. But I'll tell you that, uh, as you mentioned just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Well, Bob, decision is to be whether Bob, or not we got to run. It's thirty it, hard thirty seconds. But thank you so much for calling in today, uh, and I appreciate you listening. All right, um, and uh, wow. So uh, we're at the end of our show, really. We're getting there, and uh, wanted to get into some Trump tweets, and uh, I love this tweet that Donald Trump just tweeted. He said. I just, it's kind of an interesting tweet. He said, I just want to stop the world from killing itself. Right. That's a great tweet. I think that that is the tweet of the day. Uh, That's the absolute tweet of the day. And then his latest tweet was now that the Biden administration will be a scandal-plagued mess for years to come. It is much easier for the Supreme Court of the United States to follow the Constitution and do what everybody knows has to be done. They must show great courage and wisdom. Save the USA. And with that, I want everybody to have a uh, great weekend and uh, wish everybody well. Let's hope and pray for SCOTUS to come through for us. Yes. And um, with that, my name's Scott Adams. My name's Leonor Corvetto. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for not only the YouTube channel, but also it's live 24-7, and you can get it right there at scottadamshow.com, but also the podcasts are available over there at scottadamshow.com. Be sure to check it out and subscribe and like and click the notification bell for our YouTube channel. It really does help. And with that, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye now. I'm from a small town in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in D.C., but close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.